Hi, I'm Adam Sanford. I'm an academic life coach and professor in Los Angeles. And I'm Dinur Bloom. I'm a college professor in Los Angeles. And this is Learning Made Easier, a podcast where we discuss how we learn, how we teach, and how they overlap. Welcome back to Learning Made Easier. This is episode 118, How to Thank Your Professor. You've had a class that was just absolutely fantastic, and you'd like your professor to know it. What are the best ways of showing that appreciation? Good evaluations, both in qualitative comments and in the numbers for both the school and on sites like Rate My Professor. Rate My Professor may be unofficial, but students use this site to communicate with one another about professor demands and what classes are like, and positive reviews help us professors when we're trying to get students enrolled in our future classes. Now, one of the things about Rate My Professor is that like most review sites, the reviews are on a U-curve, meaning that there's a lot of negative ones and several positive ones, but nothing in the middle. If you want to just balance that out, feel free to say, yeah, you know, Dr. Sanford's really hard. He requires a lot of work, but I learned so much about how to student in his class. That was great. Or, yeah, Dr. Bloom is really cool when it comes to papers, but, you know, he gives you extensions and you might want to abuse those extensions. So, you know, be aware that you still need to keep an eye on the deadlines. I mean, he's not going to be able to extend them past, say, uh, finals week, right? But we really want to see your feedback and we want to see your honest feedback. And too often students use Rate My Professor and their student evals of us on the campus as ways to kind of deliver this sort of trollish backhand where Nyanya, you don't know who I am, so I could say all kinds of nasty things about you. It also, if you're going to thank us, thank us for specific things on these sites. Don't just say, oh, he's an awesome person. Okay, that's nice to know. What about my teaching? <laughs> you know, we'd like to know what is it about the way I teach? What is it about the way that Dr. Bloom teaches that got you, that helped you, that made you understand something you didn't understand before? You know, this is important feedback for us. We want to know not just that you like us. I mean, it's great. You know, I could pull a total Sally Field here. You like me. You really, really like me. But I'd also like to know why. I'd like to know what is it about the way I teach that works for you. And the best reviews I get from students are the ones that acknowledge I'm a tough teacher, but I also give you a lot of information, lots of help with skills, lots of help with, you know, oh, here's two different ways to approach this idea so that you can eventually make it click, right? So that's an important thing with Rate My Professors is, you know, and with your student evals at, at school, make sure that your feedback is specific about the things that you liked. Because otherwise we go, great, this student gave us all fives on a five out of five, and that's it. We don't know why they liked us. They don't, we don't know what they liked. We don't know if they think we might need to improve something. That's also something we want to hear. I've absolutely had students tell me in the past, hey, this person only has one paper and three tests, and that's a super light workload, mm -hmm. but it also puts everything as high stress. And that got me to say, okay, maybe I've got to include some more assignments, which I'm sure doesn't thrill most of my students, but it allows me to distribute points across the grade a little bit more evenly, and it gives students more chances. And so comments like that help us improve because if we don't know what we're looking for to improve then we're just going to kind of maintain that status quo right 
one of the reasons that I switched to a flipped classroom was because I had so many students saying he just talks too fast. He just talks too fast. And no matter how I tried, I could not slow it down because when I start teaching, I get really excited. And for those of you who know about when you're doing something you love and you get excited, you tend to speed up. It's just the thing, right? And so I decided, okay, let's find a different way to work around it. I'll record the lectures and I'll make myself talk slowly. And when I'm alone, I can do that. And now all of my lectures are recorded, which is actually a big benefit for the students because now they don't have to like do a race to try to write down everything I said. They can just go and listen to the lecture, pause me, rewind me, you know, fast forward me, whatever they need to do. So, so much for rating sites, including your evaluations of teachers with the online uh, evaluations that you get at your campus or the, le or the written ones, depending on how your campus does it. But also think about writing down what you experienced as a letter and send that to your teacher's boss or that person's boss, right? And sign a letter to the department chair because doing that, that allows the chair who is your teacher's boss to directly put that letter in your teacher's teaching file. And when we're evaluated by the department or the school, it really helps to have letters like that from students saying, hey, you know, Dr. Bloom's class was so great. He gives us all these chances to make mistakes. It's not like everything is writing on one paper or one test. I know I don't feel as stressed in his class as I did in, say, you know, Dr. Jacobs class where there's only two exams and a, and a paper and that's it. So any one of them could take my grade. This is really cool teaching or, you know, hey, Dr. Sanford's flipped classroom actually helps me because now I can go back and review the actual lecture. I don't just have to ask people for their notes. The lecture is available on Blackboard. I can go back anytime I want to and listen to it. That's really cool. So if you send it to the department chair, it's more likely that it will actually end up in your professor's employee file, which means that they're more likely to benefit from you saying thank you. Another thing you can do is just send your professor an email saying, Dr. Sanford, Dr. Bloom, this is what I got out of your class. It was great. Or send a thank you card. It, it may be corny, but it does put a smile on our professoring faces knowing we helped our students. That might be our job, but we also love knowing that we did the work well. And if you email us directly, those don't go directly in our files, but we can include them as supplementary evidence when we are getting reviewed, when we create our own review file. And what about small gifts? That's a gray area. Yeah. Now, I've received things like Starbucks gift cards. I've had Target cards. I've had Amazon cards. I've had students offer me different cards at different schools. In general, I'm a lot less easy about accepting a $50 gift card than a $10 coffee card because I don't think my students should have to pay more just because a class went really well for them. And I don't want other people to think the gift card I received affects my grading because I received the gift cards well after the term. Now, while I completely appreciate and have used those cards, the letters that students give me go way longer in terms of letting my bosses know what I'm doing well. If you give your professor gifts, do so after grades have been filed because that timing allows everyone to avoid the appearance of impropriety. You may know that the gift card doesn't affect your grade. The professor may know it. What are your classmates gonna think if they see you giving a $50 or $100 gift card just because you really, really, really liked a class? Yeah, and the other thing is the reason that this issue is an issue is because in K-12, it's common to give a K-12 teacher a gift near the end of the year, right? You send them a fruit basket or you send them a cup that says world's greatest teacher or you buy one of those silly little trophies that says teacher of the year or something like that. And that's fine because 
one of the, one of the reasons it's fine in K twelve is generally it's not the student bringing the gift or giving the gift to the teacher; it's the parent of that student. But when you get to college, gifts begin to look like bribes for better grades. And as Janor talked about, the appearance of impropriety that is so important because and we'll just go right into our experiences with this. I had a student once try to give me a $100 gift card in front of the class the week before finals. And of course I had to say no. I mean, I literally backed away and put my hands back. I'm like, yeah, no, don't put, don't put that near me. And he couldn't understand why I was refusing it. He said, you know, you're such a great teacher. I just want you to know that I appreciate your, well, okay. But that would have created the appearance of unethical behavior because a $100 gift card, that's essentially a hundred bucks. And that feels like a bribe. You know, how could I not be influenced to go easier on their grade? This was before grades were signed. This was before grades were filed. I couldn't afford even the appearance of impropriety, so I had to refuse the card. But getting an email from a different student in the same class telling me how much the class meant to them and how I'd changed their life, that one went into my employee file. I still smile when I think about it even today. Now, of course, students may try to, you know, get around this, and we're talking to the teachers now too. They might leave something, you know, stick it under your under your door, your office door, or they might leave it in your office mailbox, right? And here's a gift card for $80, or here's, you know, a Starbucks gift card for $25, or sometimes they'll leave you a cup. When that happens to me, and if I know who the student is, I usually donate whatever they left in my office or whatever they left in my in my office mailbox. So like I might take the cup and donate the cup to Goodwill. Or I might take the coffee card for 25 bucks and go find my colleague, Dr. Bloom, who is not that student's teacher and say, hey, I don't feel right about using this, but I know you love coffee. Here you go. And you know, here's 25 bucks for you to use for coffee. Because we want to avoid even the look of if you give me gifts, then I will raise your grade, which is too often on some level what we hear and what we feel when we get gifts like this. So try to avoid the gift card thing folks and even try to avoid like the physical gift emails work better because they tell us why you appreciate us and they can also go in our employee files and that will really help us there too and signed letters to our chairs those are even better than that because that forces our boss to see that mm -hmm. and those are those are gold those are just like that's the most valuable thing you can actually give us when it comes to thanks i've had students offer me gift cards like i said and I tell my students that at best, I can only accept the cards after the term, after grades have been filed, but I do appreciate both the students and I do appreciate the gesture. When my students have insisted on giving me the cards, I've accepted them, but I also tell them these are not being used until well after grades are filed and posted. So there's absolutely no temptation to change a grade just because a student was super friendly to me. One that I really, really, really remember well was a former student of mine in the theory class because we had gone to the same high school together. He had actually graduated high school a year before me, and he gave me a Target or an Amazon card at the end of the semester, and I was super confused. I was like, is this just because we went to the same high school? And we, you know, we reminisced about that, and he goes, I remember in one class, you told us you parked illegally in order to make our class is true i'd parked in a spot that wasn't actually officially open because i needed to get to class and there were no other spots available and the student told me i've had professors who just did not show up to class because of things like that they didn't give us a heads up and i really appreciate that you respected us as adults and didn't just ditch the class because you couldn't find a parking spot 
I accepted that gift card, but again, I told the student I'm not using it until well after grades are filed, just so that there's absolutely no impression that the card could affect grades. But I also thought it was really touching the student remembered me parking illegally and telling the students because I knew I told them that it was a moment of frustration, but it's frustration at the situation. It's not my student's fault. But it also made you human. And it's kind of cool that the student remembered that. Now, students, here's how you can use the advice that we're giving in this podcast, in this episode. About enthusiasm. <laughs> Many students can get really enthusiastic about thanking the professors that they liked. Kind of like my student with the $100 gift card. And enthusiasm is a wonderful thing. You know, never, never let go of that. But make sure it comes to us in a form we can use. So try to avoid monetary gifts or pseudo monetary gifts like gift cards. Praise is better. It lasts longer. You know, send us an email, post a good review on Rate My Professors, send a letter to our department chair or our dean and let them know how much you enjoyed the class and what you got out of it. That's really important. Those things will work better as gifts. I promise. You don't need to give a physical gift for it to be something that really means a lot. The way teachers can use this, let your students know that any gifts should wait until well after the course is over by emails, positive reviews on Rate My Professor, letters to our bosses, our chairs, the deans are our bosses' bosses. Those are always, always welcomed. So that's what we have for you in episode 118. If you're finding this podcast helpful, please share it with your friends. We're always hoping to get new subscribers so we can help more people. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Android. We're hosted on Blueberry.com. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you wrote a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to join us next week for episode 119, when we'll talk about being twice exceptional. That's when you're disabled and gifted all at the same time. You've been listening to Learning Made Easier, a podcast about how we learn, how we teach, and how they overlap. We want to say thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon who make this podcast possible. If you want to support us, please go to www.patreon.com slash learning made easier. And we look forward to seeing you next week.